Chapter Eight of Ruffles and Danny, or the Responsibility of Ruffles, by Marjorie Watson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight. Every morning, Danny and Dewey went through the same playful little struggle. Danny would come with flying feet to the kitchen, all fresh and rosy from his bath, calling, "Dewey, Dewey, I wants mine juices." All right, little cap'n but give dewey one great big one first this was said in a wheedling tone no dewey i wants mine juices and danny would stand on the defensive just one great big one lil cap'n determination and assurance manifest in her voice then followed a scamper and a chase with giggles from danny and swoops and shrieks from dewey it always ended in the capture of danny quite frequently by the seat of his knickerbockers and the one great big one was taken right in danny's neck just under his shining clinging curls danny would stamp his little foot as soon as he could get control of that member and manage to hit the floor with it and exclaim i'm mad of you dewey and i don't love you any more but he had to refute this statement which he was always ready to do with a radiant smile before he got the orange juice and was at liberty to run out and play with his express cart until father and ruffles returned from their early morning dip as the cottage was almost hidden by a grove of pine trees and the last one on the point of land running out to separate the bay on the left from the tidal river which runs by on the right the seclusion made it possible to slip right into a bathing suit and take a plunge before dressing for breakfast and ruth and her father thoroughly enjoyed this early morning bath it had been a part of the summer plan that they were to live a very simple life so dewey who was a fine cook had agreed to do the greater part of the housework with ruth's help in the way of making beds and dusting james would arrive soon with the automobile and he would manage the heavier work now dad said ruth at the breakfast-table the morning after their pleasant introduction to the frost household we must lay out a sort of schedule for the day of course we needn't stick to the letter of the law but just have a general idea of where we're at after breakfast i'll have to be busy for about an hour sort of queer isn't it casting a sidelong glance at her father and wrinkling her saucy nose just a trifle and you can have danny on your mind if you please and amuse yourselves any way you like then we'll go for a ride did you discover any nice bridle paths yesterday i discovered a good deal yesterday replied her father buttering one of dewey's delicious breakfast rolls with unusual precision and care a light in his eyes which was a half a twinkle and half a thoughtful introspection yes i found an ideal road for danny and chrysanthemum we'll go there this morning you remember the woods just opposite captain frost's we turn off the road about there the captain tells me it is perfectly safe for any one to wander all about these woods chrysanthemum in case you haven't grasped the fact is danny's shaggy little pony kissum is what danny calls him until james arrives mr sanderson continued we'll have to take danny a short ride first and then give farmer boy and bonnie a scamper later ruth nodded 
we must rent two bathhouses over on the beach father it will be more fun for danny to go in over there with other children hadn't you and danny better attend to that this morning while i am busy then after our ride we'll take danny in for his bath that disposes of the morning pretty well and in the afternoon after danny's nap we'll motor all over the cape how's that sounds all right to me i think we'll have to tack a sign up over the gateway or over the entrance to the house as a sort of name for the cottage and call it seldom in joy just the thing laughed ruth i'll ask miss frost whom i can get to make a rustic sign it doesn't sound particularly hospitable but social calls should be tabooed in summer anyway and of course our friends will understand it's so suggestive turning to the youngest member of the family who was entirely absorbed in the business of breakfast she said don't talk so much dannykins danny's spoon was arrested halfway between his mouth and his bowl of cereal just long enough for his pearly teeth to gleam in a smile at his sister and then continued to its destination his concentrative power was well developed whether it was dropped eggs or gobbies under consideration you won't find the word gobby in the dictionary danny found it somewhere but nobody knows where by nine o'clock they were all in the saddle when chrysanthemum led the way farmer boy and bonnie understood what was expected of them that considerable restraint must be put on lively animal spirits in order to adapt their pace to kissums they always behaved remarkably well with only a side step or two now and then an arching of the neck and a playful pretense at shying just to vary the monotony being thoroughbreds they were possessed of a large amount of common sense noblesse oblige is as much an instinct with fine animals as with men hello exclaimed mr sanderson the house opposite the frosts is open somebody else has arrived several somebodies i should say commented ruth the place would be an object lesson to bees can it all be one family two large tents were in process of erection at the rear of the house two young ladies were arranging navajo rugs chairs couches and tables on the porch two girl children were running about in the acre of meadow grass surrounding the house while two of the windows showed signs of life within arithmetic must be taking a summer vacation also for two and two fail to make four this morning let's turn in at the frosts and find out who they are but ruth's suggestion was unnecessary for danny had spied the captain through the barn door and chrysanthemum was already kicking up the dust of the frost's driveway the blood of the revolutionary ancestor for whom danny was named was especially assertive when stirred by the motion of the saddle and his military bearing and salute as he pulled up within a few feet of the captain's smile was something to see hello hello the hearty voice called out here's a new member of the family what's his name have you brought him over to play with peter danny slowly shook his head with an expression of regret he kicks sometimes his name's kissum kissum well now i shouldn't mind he looks worthy of the demonstration good morning mr sanderson good morning miss ruth 
i expect now miss ruth you're on your way to the village to buy your fish basket ruth was quick to catch the fun in the captain's eye am i and what shall i do with it when i get it turning the captain pointed to a small group of fish houses down by the riverside every morning or nearly every morning he said in his slow hearty well-rounded enunciation the boats come in with fresh fish and when they are cleaned and ready for sale the american flag is run up on that flagpole so whenever you see the flag flying down there you will know it's best to get down early with your basket if you want a good selection for dinner ruth's blue eyes snapped with fun and amusement she wheeled bonnie right about as though to lose no time how large a basket and where do i get it she demanded oh i forgot you haven't been down to our department store yet well there's only one and you can't miss it you'll find most anything you want from grandmother's cookies to the latest thing in hair puffs but the hair puffs are separated from the cookies by brass buttons and the cookies are under glass the vry girls keep the store they'll be mighty glad to see you if you go through the woods you may meet mary she went to the post office mr sanderson asked the captain if he knew who the people were across the road mother has gone over to see if we can lend a helping hand i believe their name is perry youngish people and they have two little children then there's mrs perry's sisters and a maid it looks like we'll have a nice lot of young people here this year the sterlings are coming to-morrow they live up the road a bit toward the beach danny was edging toward the road he didn't see peter about anywhere and the conversation was not particularly enlivening he guided chrysanthemum over to the fence where the youngest child was clinging with tiny hands to the top rail just the mischievous shining black eyes and the head of a teddy bear which was clutched under one arm showing above the fence rail danny rode quite close they looked at each other solemnly as children do standing back a little way under a willow tree one hand twisted in the hem of her dress her head lowered shyly watching from a safe distance the other child a diminutive dainty little lady looked from soft brown eyes where do you live inquired miss bright eyes crowlerado announced danny the black eyes sparkled and the corners of a rosebud mouth were pulled slightly down and in plainly saying they hoped the boy didn't catch on to the fact that their owner understood not at all i've got a sand pile she said come in and play can't upstairs behind the muslin curtains one sweet studious face and one round roly-poly one were interestedly watching the meeting oh hoo called ruth as she and her father started for the woods kissam scampered what a stunning man said roly-poly what a beautiful girl said the studious one End of chapter eight